from Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com, it's the Relevant Podcast. It's too late, but tomorrow has to wait. It's the time of your life, so tomorrow has to wait. Tonight's the night, and tomorrow is a million miles away. It's too late, but tomorrow has to wait. It's the time of your life, so tomorrow has to wait. If you control yourself and give up before you break, well, it's too late. It's the week of July 29, 2011, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios is the very lovely Maya Strang. Hello, everybody. Running late. As always. He'll join us later. We just couldn't wait. We just didn't want to wait for him. Uh, Josh Lewin, Loveless, will be joining us. Uh, on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And our illustrious producer on the ones and twos, Chad Michael Snavely. I'm rolling my eyes since Loveless isn't here. <laughs> That's as good. I say, hello, friends. It's good. Hello, I friends. like it. <laughs> um, we normally would just wait for him, but we have such a jam-packed episode. We had to get going because today, the day we're recording it, is print day. We're really just teaching him a lesson. And that. it's for spite. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's print day today. We're going to print with our September issue, which happens to be our largest ever. Ever. Uh, not like ESPN the magazine size. We're not changing. It's like oh, right, thickness. Right. I'm right. Referring it's going to be gigantic. Yeah. Poster size. So, so this is half deadline, half tough love today. Or yeah. would you say 75% deadline, 25% tough love for Josh? Uh, well, the shortness of the window that I have to be in this room is because of the deadline. Yeah. But us moving on without Josh, just, I'm, I'm just all spite. tough. I'm all tough love for Josh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I could care less about the size of the issue today. It's, it's we, all tough love. If we could lock that door, I would lock it no. and make him stand out there just, and look at us. Just knocking. We yes. put a microphone out in the hallway <laughs> for Josh. Yeah. <laughs> you sit out there. You sit out there this week. <laughs> well, it's like it's like those exams in college. Like once they you know start the exam, they shut the door. You can't if get you in. No bathroom it, breaks either. Josh has learned that lesson the hard way too. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Okay. Um, well, we have a great podcast in store for you today. We, coming up later, we have a spotlight and interview uh, with DeLorean, the, the car from Back to the Future, I assume. Yes. You know definitely. those are stainless steel. Yes. <laughs> very impractical, but very awesome. And they, and they give a fascinating interview. <laughs> Captivating. It's kind of like <laughs> Kit from Knight Rider. Right. Um, anyway, uh, the band DeLorean. And uh, also talk to a celebrity photographer, Jeremy Cowart, later today. Um and look who just walks in. Oh, people, I don't have any excuses other than I am I am terribly late. Have you ever been in a situation where you showed up later than you were supposed to? No. Nope. Anybody? Never, Never in life. No? Never. Okay. Well, today is that day for me. <laughs> and uh, I, I want to apologize to you know what there are faithful listeners that they're listening on time. They showed up, they grabbed their iPod, <laughs> they hit play. And they weren't late at all, right. and uh, sure. I didn't. I didn't hold up, you know, my end of the bargain. I apologize <laughs> to uh, Relevant Media Group, Cameron Strang, <laughs> and all of our listeners. Well, now that you're here, we'll do entertainment releases. Uh, music coming out on Tuesday, August second. Matt Carney with Young Love. Do you think he's on time with that? Probably. It's yep. probably going to actually come out August second. Yep. It's <laughs> yep. good. Um, Arcade Fire uh, is coming out with uh, a deluxe edition of the Suburbs. 
Which they are adver- I saw an ad in our yeah. September issue. They are advertising in our magazine. There you go. It cool. sounds like it's going to be a McMansion. I mean, it's like adding on to something that's already built out in that neighborhood. Well, Forty five minutes you, from the city. When you win a Grammy, though, for best best album, you milk that thing. Yeah, that's true. They're they're building a bonus room onto their uh, yeah, <laughs> an additional eight hundred square feet. Mm-hmm. Well, the question is: Is it going to be a cool bonus room, or is it going to be kind of a ghetto? screened in back porch that you know (laughs) is clearly tacked on well we'll know august 2nd (laughs) uh beirut is coming out with the riptide fountains of wayne with uh sky full of holes and fruit bats with uh tripper we had fruit flies in the office (laughs) we still have a few do we really a couple have lived on i Mm -hmm. thought they only lived like 12 hours or something we found the source of it. They reproduce even quicker. We found the source of it. Somebody had left a bag of English muffins in the cupboard that mm-hmm. had been there so long. They went slushy and I think soggy and and turned them into a breeding place for fruit flies. Maya, you're famous around here for sending staff emails about a, a, about <laughs> things being left out. How did you feel about the I, fruit fly situation? This actually went by me. I didn't know. Oh, okay. Because yeah. she comes in the office so infrequently. Yeah. She was not a... I just really care about the coffee cup sitting R- you dirty do. in the sink. That's uh, all I care about. I appreciate the way in which you, you Teresa, create order. Teresa handles the fridges. I handle Can I just say, cups. you can no longer criticize me for my parking things or the yeah, neighbors or the <laughs> kids having sex in our yard. And <laughs> in our like yard. That. It's now... Yeah. <laughs> you, in you the yard. Because yeah. you It's could, on the The, the, the built on Screened in back <laughs> yeah. oh, It's become A hive Of, of uh, Neighborhood kids Having sex uh, really No gross. you can't You can't You can't get mad at me For that stuff Because our own staff Who we Work hard To provide A nurturing Productive environment For who Who we brought in Selectively We support them They're working hard For, for us You throw their Coffee cups away if they you leave them in the sink, away? she throws them away. Don't make me mad. She, oh, here we go. She, oh, this is not. I'm not your mother. <laughs> no one's going to come behind you and clean up your coffee cups behind you. You are adults. She, if if the sink you is full, sink, you Jesse, have paper towels. You have one of those scrubby things with the soap already in it. Yeah, Jesse. If, if people leave their mugs in the sink and they, it's too full and it bugs her, she will literally walk in there, throw them all away, and send an email. I just threw away twelve mugs. Right. Oh, it's like it's like mugs with like people's parents like photos. <laughs> yeah, I brought, they got from like one of those kiosk like memory you know memory stores. <laughs> Maya breaks them and then sweeps the glass away and throws them out. I, I brought a mug a couple of weeks ago and it was dirty and I was going to put it in the sink and instead of washing it, I just went ahead and threw it in the trash because I knew Maya was going to throw it out. <laughs> Basically, people now just use glass mugs as disposable mugs because they know right, that's right. what's inevitably going to happen. Right. Um, uh, movies coming out on Friday, August 5th. The Change Up starring Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman where they pee in the same fountain and, and get electrocuted and change lives. I don't think they get electrocuted. Yeah. It's, they pee is, in a magic fountain. You're, you're thinking of what women want. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> that's, this is like what women want combined with face-off. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's what this Freaky movie is. Freaky Friday. And Freaky Friday. Yeah, and Freaky Friday. They're peeing in the fountain of Wayne. Whose like new that. album, Sky Full of Holes, released August 2nd. Right. Yep. So it, it all relates. It does. <laughs> Uh, the Whistleblower is also coming out starring Rachel Weiss and Rise of the Planet of the Apes starring James Franco. And Dude, that you looks so and go, awesome. Jesse. And I'm not just saying that because I love the plot, which I do. It literally looks awesome. Jesse, it's an army they of CGI monkeys. I mean, this does not look, look relatable sweet. at all. 
I mean, the, the bad CGI keeps taking me out of it, and that's just the trailer. I mean, I, it's better than than men. That, w- up when when Caesar up. the monkey looks over and he has that sinister human face, it's like, dude, I've seen that midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it. And there's also another movie I want to see that we keep hearing about is like uh, uh, Nim, or the story of Nim. Have you heard about that? Uh-huh. I guess back in like the 70s or something, there was this, <laughs> and, and, and shocking, it turned out terrible. Yeah. The scientists decided to take a two-week-old monkey and, and and give it to a family and have them raise it as if it's a, a real human child. Wait, does it like... effort to see if the monkey would be able to one day, uh, you know, get human language. Things went horribly wrong. Was this a prequel to Harry and the Hendersons? Oh, like <laughs> it's a prequel movies. to Planet of the Apes. <laughs> no, no, but but I guess it, I, I've been reading reviews. I heard a thing on like Fresh Air with Terry Gross. Uh, it sounded awesome. But ironically, it's coming out at the same time as this Planet of the Apes movie. All right, well, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. You can This week's podcast is brought to you by Basic, the new film series featuring Francis Chan, author of Crazy Love. In Basic, the popular pastor and speaker explores the basics of living as followers of Jesus. He challenges Christians to live extraordinary lives as they seek to imitate Christ in today's culture. You can watch the exclusive online premiere of Chan's fifth film, Basic Teaching, only at relevantmagazine.com from August 1st until August 5th. You can't You're listening to Mates of State. The song is Maracas from their upcoming, up, upcoming album, uh, up, upcoming album, Mountaintops. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Peter, Bjorn, and John with Tomorrow Has to Wait, uh, which is playing right now on Relevant FM. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, the, the makers of the Nissan Leaf, that would be Nissan, um, are trying to institute <laughs> could, a new you, campaign. Couldn't you have just uh, said Nissan? Yeah, well, it has. To, I had to mention the Leaf. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. The, the Leaf is their electric car, which I actually heard is a pretty good car uh, in terms of how electric cars go. Um, but they want to institute a campaign uh, where users go on their Facebook page and suggest hand signals that one Leaf driver will give to another Leaf driver as they see each other in traffic. What? Why? So what? Yeah, so so like I've been driving in like a, a like my friends like Jeep Wrangler before, and another Wrangler will come by, and when they cross, the dude in the other Wrangler is always like hey hey, and kind of gives them the old you know tough guy <laughs> wave. It happens a lot in Wrangler communities, from what I understand. I have also noticed it among uh, uh, crotch rocket riders. Not that I have one, mm-hmm. right? But I've seen them kind of give each other the little head nod or like the sweet dude salute because they're riding a crotch rocket. I I, I ride a Vespa. And when you go by another Vespa rider, you get a little. 
<laughs> Not as tough, still, but still some sort of camaraderie. But and, and I'm not saying it's a terrible campaign, but the thing is, like, it struck me as this isn't something that y- you market. This is something that happens organically. That's what or I'm saying. Stupid. You can't. Yeah, nobody's gonna. What are you, What are they gonna do? Like, like flap their hand like a leaf or something? Yeah. Well, well, they, one of the suggestions is a zero, as in zero emissions. Oh, no. I know. I know. I like the uh, on FARC, they had something that said, as if the coexist and NPR stickers aren't enough. <laughs> but I'm, I've been tempted to like go on there and, and just leave some ridiculous suggestions, you know, just very overly complex hand signals. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like or batting gang signs or something like batting signals like for the yeah. first base coach <laughs> exactly like a third base coach <laughs> like you're not really in the club unless you can do these and there's only they've only sold i mean it sounds like a lot but when you think about the size of you know the, the where they're selling them they've sold four thousand so the likelihood that you're going to run across another leaf is not great and it's not like you know some cars it's like when you see the dude at the gas station filling up that has your car you're like oh so you know have you run into this problem how often you get your oil change these plug in so you're never going to see another dude at the gas station so so it reminds me of the van buren boys from the seinfeld uh, where (laughs) george costanza runs into the van buren boys and their their hand signal was a five yeah because he was their favorite president was it because of the fifth president fifth president right and do you remember though when they confronted him and said, "Well, if you really are a Van Buren boy, you know what's the hand signal?" And he does that like Bob Bibbidi Scott. Anyway, he's trying to think. And like, and like, just, well, that's sort of like the third base coach where he throws in right. a lot of just decoy signs. Right. So that's the way that leaf owners can really vet. Like, are you a true leaf owner, or is this a, a rental or a lease? You know, like what's the signal? Yeah, are you borrowing this from your, right. uh, you know, uh, environmentally conscious friend? Yeah. So, so if you're in the market for a leaf, I suggest not buying one because you'll be part of the stupid campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is a cool car. I don't think the leaf. I don't think it's been as popular as they had hoped. I don't think it's yeah. high quality. I, yeah, I don't. I, I just heard good reviews initially. I really don't have a, a super strong opinion about it. Just I just for- didn't want. I just didn't want to come off as biased. Like I hate the Leaf, and I think their campaign's stupid. It's just no. I just think their campaign's stupid. Right, right. You don't hate the Leaf. You just hate the campaign. Yeah, <laughs> I don't hate the sin. I do, I I don't hate the sinner. I just hate the sin. I like it. What do you have, Maya? So I've had a lot of trying to find a slice. Is kind of hard today. So I ended up with one that happened uh, just here in Central Florida. Happened over in Oviedo, which is fifteen minutes away, twenty minutes away. I said Oviedo, like Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a little northern here for you. Um, so, have you guys ever experienced road rage? Like, where you actually are yelling at people, or well, to what level though? I mean, right, I mean, I'm not. I've never been to the point where I would like. I would like that person dead. Well, no, but, but, I mean, but some people have. I'm like in my leaf, and someone doesn't get the hand signal, and that really <laughs> ticks me off because I see other leafs so infrequently. <laughs> <laughs> you chase them down. Yeah, it's like, dude, come on, man. When's the next time I'm going to be able to execute the hand signal? Read the handbook. We have to do this. <laughs> yeah. What dealership did you buy from? I must. Have. <laughs> um, any of you guys? Yeah, I, I got pretty bad road rage. It uh, oh, caused frequently? a little bit of a wedge in our marriage the first couple of years. Yeah. Oh yeah, so. getting used to that. Is the road rage against your wife? 
you do, are you two frequently driving different Separate cars? cars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then she does something we're, to we're on our cut your we're car. on our uh, matching Vespas, and it gets a little a little heated. <laughs> I was actually going to say, I mean, a, a, a cure all for road rage is drive a Vespa. Yeah, because it's, it's just you you're not going to be tailgating anybody. You're not going to be all aggressive. Somebody can tailgate you though. Ooh, well, see, then it's not road rage. That's fear for your life. Yeah, I mean, honestly, then you have the right to turn around or stop and. But you don't. See, you here's don't, the thing you don't about a Vespa. It's easy. You, you look cool on a Vespa, but it's hard to look tough on a Vespa. Yeah, I mean, the road rage part of it of like, I want to, you know, get back at you for something. I mean, you just don't. I mean, like, you have to you, let it go. You get <laughs> angry. You can't even effectively blare your horn nope. at somebody. No, like, nothing. <laughs> and you can't wave your fist at them because you don't, want, especially if you're being tailgated, you don't want to take your hands off the handles or else you're going to get wobbly and die, you know, so. And when it gets really crazy, people get out of their cars. Can you imagine someone stopping on their Vespa and then like putting their kickstand down? <laughs> really, really upset. <laughs> Taking their helmet yeah, you off. You can't slam a door. All you can do is kick the kickstand. I know. I, you know, you, you take your chin strap off and. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. And so if you remove the option of any sort of retaliation, it just kind of, you have to They're let safe. it go. Yeah. Anyway. Well, there's a man that was driving in a neighborhood out in Oviedo, and he was behind someone that was going too slow. In um, again, not something you get mad at if you're in the Vespa, right? Right. Right. You're not going to be mad at somebody going slower. Right. Say what he was driving. Um, the man that was going too slow. They didn't say, but the man that was driving. Oh no, I'm sorry. The man who was driving too slow was in a Lexus, okay. and the guy that wanted to pass him was in a Honda Fit. Uh, so this might have been. This, this might was be Chad. Me. That's what I. That's what I needed to know. <laughs> so he says he's going too slow. If so you're getting he, passed by Honda Fit, you're doing something wrong with your life. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So and, were they going downhill? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is this San Francisco? Uh, so the Honda Fit tried to get around the other guy, and the other guy didn't like that. So he, you know, edged him so he couldn't get off. But him edging him made him crash and made him hit the other car. So they both ended up crashing. And so and the guy in the Honda Mr. Fit died. Mr. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hon- Mr. Honda Fit gets out of the car, walks over to the guy, the Lexus, and the guy in the Lexus shoots him. <gasps> Shoots him kidding? in the chest in a neighborhood, and the guy didn't die. He stuck his finger in his in in his in his uh, hole. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is a dark. Term. Let's clarify <laughs> the bullet hole. The bullet hole. I couldn't think of the name. <laughs> I, I I thought this was taking a weird left turn. <laughs> oh dear. That's not a typical <laughs> response when you get shot. Stick a finger in a hole. There's, there's, Road rage does this oh crazy yeah. things to shoot me. We'll the take this. The adrenaline was going. Yeah. Um, and the guy that that got shot, Mister Fit or Mister Honda Fit, is going to face uh, is going to be put in jail for thirteen to eighteen months for. For causing the road rage, I guess. What? Whoa, causing... whoa, 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 whoa. The guy who got shot right. is now in jail or being right. put in jail? Right. Who got because shot? Because that makes zero sense. He's the one that caused the collision, it says, is what the police report is saying. No, but the Lexus was the one that kind of swerved over. Right. Oh, God. Isn't that crazy? I that don't is, understand. That is crazy, crazy. He's, he's to be sentenced. But but with the guy who did the shooting, is he going to be in trouble? Oh well, he it says here he pleaded no contest to to punching the other driver. Punching, but w- with a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Honda Fit must he walked over to Mr. Lexus and he apparently Mr. Lexus felt uh, threatened and 
Mr. Oh. Mr. Fit like must have touched him or something. Like self defense. So yeah. So he's saying in self defense, he you know. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I can see. And that. the and the guy that got shot pleaded no contest, I guess. To the fact that he caused it. So so he, the the Lexus was going a lawful speed in a neighborhood. Yes. The Honda Fit couldn't get around them. Swerving, doing crazy stuff, caused an accident. He comes up to confront him, probably screaming, right. whatever, rage. Obscenities, probably. Probably. Yeah. And uh, Lexus guy grabs grabs his Glock. His nine millimeter. To, uh, to protect himself. <clears throat> uh, the guy threatens him and probably starts to hit him or something, and he shoots him. Yeah. I see it. Makes sense. So be careful. Man. Maybe just, just slow down. You know, I... I Wait till you get out of that I have to say, I've... I've uh, I've I've poorly judged the Honda Fit driver. I know. I, I just <laughs> yeah. I I look at at those guys and and I just I I have a perception. He has one. I know. Okay. I have a perception I'm... of what they are like. Well, they're all like Chad, right? Personality that's, that's wise, I thought they, they were look all really nice, but apparently they have a the lot edge. of road rage. Yeah. Libertarian, like Carlos Boozer. They're know. listening. They're listening <laughs> to Fresh Air. They're listening to Fresh Air, right? Yeah. Terry yeah. Gross. Yeah, they're sitting there trying to listen to Terry Gross, yeah. enjoying when someone won't get the heck out of the way. <laughs> Man, Honda Fit owners got places to be. Yeah, <laughs> apparently deep inside, deep inside the the Honda Fit is somebody cranking in WA. You know, there, there's some anger in there. Well, so. I mean, it's a car for active lifestyles, so you got to think they're athletic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're probably late for some sort of co-ed league game. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, dang it, my indoor soccer match is about to start. Get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be late for Stop a podcast. Stop thinking Alexis Odom is carrying a handgun. Exactly. Uh, wow. Uh, what do you have? Well, I don't know if you guys are up on uh, what the comedy scene is like in Kabul. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's huge. Yeah, yeah right? it, it's actually uh, it's it's emerging of all the uh, the places in the world where comedy is uh, is is breaking out. Um, Kabul is uh, is is doing quite well. It's been ten years since um, the Office, obviously. Uh, came to uh, to the UK and then later on obviously came over here to the US but um, Afghanistan uh, is developing a uh, Afghanistan is developing a takeoff of the office oh. um, again these are funny people uh, not <laughs> perceived to be hilarious by CNN uh, yeah. and others however uh, they are coming up with a uh, yeah their own little sitcom called the ministry. Which uh, which won't be about a paper company. It's going to be about uh, the Ministry of Garbage in Afghanistan, mm. and uh, it's going to have uh, employees that are resentful. They're going to talk about politics, really, and uh, yeah. So anyway, who uh, who knew the uh, the next takeoff of the office was going to be in? I didn't uh, know there was going to be another one. <laughs> yeah, so it's called the Ministry, and uh, I think uh, it should come to a Netflix streaming sometime near you. Yeah. So check that out. Be looking for that. When is this? When is our office going to end? Have, has anybody said that yet? No. No. I, I don't think they have any foreseeable end date. Well, it does, I mean, I'm sure it will at some point, but I think they're just goes, going full steam ahead. It really depends on who replaces Michael and if the chemistry's right. Because like when Phil, well, they're saying James Spader. I think. I remember when when he was doing his little cameo piece. I thought this guy actually may show up next next season because he's doing such a great job with his character. Yeah. But he's not someone that you would handpick, uh, you know, without you know some sort of audition. Well, see, see, I think the thing is like Michael and Dwight 
and Andy are, are characters that are obviously extremely exaggerated. But what's funny about them is everyone has met someone who kind of has similar personality traits that they're exaggerating. That guy, who knows anyone like that psycho? You know what I mean? I feel like it's just not relatable. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like watching old offices, uh, for some reason on Netflix a couple weeks ago, I watched the entire British office. And uh, and then just watching old offices and the you know like I, I I so enjoyed like Pam's character so much more in the first few years right like all of a sudden when she became like over the top personality like she think like her she was so dry and and like understated and plain in the first few seasons yeah. and almost insecure and then like now she's like waka 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 right. you know it's right. like it's just yeah. the <laughs> I I just don't, she's a mom now. Yeah, that happens to all moms. But, but the tone of the show has changed. The, t- the tone has changed because they keep trying to outdo last year. You know, it's like by pushing, evolving in their minds, evolving the show is taking it away from what made it special. Yep. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, DeLorean. Listening to Best Coast, the song is Gone Again. DeLorean is a band uh, from Portland. Uh, they actually, at times, have acted as the backing band for Damien Gerardo. Uh, they released uh, four albums, including this year's The Unfazed. We spotlighted them in the current issue of Relevant. Our very own Ryan Ham talked to vocalist and guitarist Al James. Here is DeLorean. Takes one bird under the saddle. The new album is uh, called The Unfazed, and I've seen a few interviews where you've kind of talked about the meaning behind that phrase. Um, could you explain a little bit what you mean by the unfazed and who that is applied to? Yeah, no, I think it's um, after a, a certain point, there's sort of been making I've been making records for almost a, a decade now and they just sort of seemed like there needed to be a little statement of purpose about just having uh, long-term goals and perspective and just sort of an ability to focus in on on what I want to do the the records that I'm trying to make uh, and the way that that I want to do it uh, sort of in spite of what's going on uh, around me and, and the band and so you know I think it was just sort of a statement of purpose and just sort of a commitment to being focused on long-term goals long-term mindsets you know mm-hmm. sort of championing uh, creativity and artistic quality kind of over hype and sort of the chaos that's going on in music right now take you out again tonight you get off I'll be outside Turn the key and head downtown. Find a new place on it to hide out. One of the interviews I read, I think it was one with the guys at Burnside Writers Collective. Um, 
you kind of talked about how this album was a little bit of a departure um, in terms of like thematic because it seems like it's a lot more hopeful um, just on first blush. And you talked about kind of the tension as an artist from wanting to kind of document the darkness of life but not stay mired in it. Um, how do you how do you kind of maintain that tension where you're not you know sugarcoating stuff but you're also not having to stay in that place? Well, I think in general. Um the dark stuff is completely avoided by most folks because it's just easier to pretend it's not there. Um, but I, but I think it's important not to delve too far into that and sort of. I mean, I think it, there's a point where it can be sort of masochistic or something to live too too much in it or obsess too much in it. But I, I just think there's always a balance there. You know, with every every good no thing that we that we experience is like purely good or purely bad or or hard you know i think i think there's always that balance going on and the two things happening simultaneously um i just think a lot of people avoid talking about the hard parts and mm -hmm. i mean i i guess i just have always felt like you can enjoy the the, the good parts of it uh, of an experience or a part in your life you can enjoy the good a lot more if you understand the bad as well and the, and the dark part. And so I think there's sort of this dual understanding and enjoyment that comes out of like knowing that things aren't just purely good or purely bad, that's always kind of a mix. How is it we swim and drink pink wine? Kids without a dime. Our bank accounts are filled with time. Canoe trips and country rides. I, I know, like, in past interviews, you've kind of talked about your reticence um, about having anything to do with, like, the Christian music industry, but you've not been shy about talking about your own faith. Um, and I guess I was just curious about how how has your faith changed in the years you've been making music and how has, like, I guess making music changed your faith and, like, how those two affected each other? Um, yeah, I think if I focus on, say, the actual making music and uh, uh, working within the music industry and all that, the, the business and sort of like nuts and bolts of it, um, it's been a test of my patience and my, <laughs> definitely my um, ability to, to be good and patient mm -hmm. and, and kind. <laughs> and then, but that's only a very small part of it though. On the other side of it is the whole creative process and all the people that you spend time with. Uh, around music and the people that you meet and the experiences and and to me those continue to get better and better hmm. and you know the people that I create with and live around feel more and more like family and those interactions are more and more important to me community becomes more important family does and you know I I guess I feel like for me I don't know if it's kind of being creative and trying to continue to make records or or just getting continuing to get a little bit older but 
most of what you, I guess would say faith or the gospel or something it just becomes more and more like boiled down to just basically like complete empathy and and love for people and extending grace to those in the ways that you can like in the best way you know and just being generous and kind and loving and humble I guess I mean it's things get to me simpler and simpler mm -hmm. as far as like I don't get hung up on details really <laughs> to me it comes down to just daily interactions with people are you kind and loving or are you not you know right. I mean it becomes to me and I, I could be way off base but that's where I'm at in my sort of understanding of things Hard working dogs know their master is love. They lay down by love's side when it speaks. When love That was DeLorean. Check them out at DeLoreanMusic.com. You're listening to Gunger. The song is Brother Moon. It's from their upcoming album, Ghosts Upon the Earth, which comes out in September, and it is a fantastic album. Check it out when you can, legally. <laughs> uh, okay, it's time for a brand new game we created. If, uh, listeners of the podcast know a couple months ago, we said off the cuff, man, these CNN headlines are so ridiculous, you can't tell some of them apart from an Onion headline. We should do a game called... CNN or Onion Headline, this is that game. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, Maya, I'm going to read you a headline, mm -hmm. um, and these are all relatively recent, and you have to determine, uh, is this from CNN.com or from TheOnion.com? Okay. All right, so the first headline is Rat Rides on Cat... Riding on dog. Ooh. Rides on cat, riding on dog. That's CNN. That is CNN. What? Wow. Josh, crazy rat will do anything to survive. Um, that is CNN as well. That is the onion. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. what? Crazy rats. How is that oh, funny? Rats. I thought CNN owns all the rat stories. <laughs> CD, that is not off CNN's rat section. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> right next to their lifestyle and fashion. Yeah. Yeah. The rat beat. Anderson Cooper's now on the rat beat. There it is. Uh, all right. All right, Maya. Uh, Gates Foundation. We need to reinvent the toilet. Hmm. Onion? Oh, it's a CNN. Oh, CNN. Yeah. Really? Yes. Is it what is it, Jesse? That's CNN. CNN. Really? Yeah, think about it because like conserving water, you know, oh. like it's probably a huge drain on water supply and stuff, and so they are going to tackle it. And CNN writes it in their typical way, where <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell if it's a joke or not. I'm still up by one. Uh, 
J- Josh, lasers could replace spark plugs. Uh, that's CNN.com. That is the onion. Oh, <laughs> Dang, again, I thought the laser section of CNN would have covered that, but yeah, yeah. I guess not. Uh, Maya, uh, Oprah wowed by how much money she earns just to talk. <laughs> onion? CNN. No! <laughs> Your no. trust in the news. Josh, Shaft prepares for new TNT job by doing research on talking. Oh, uh, that's the onion. That's the onion. <laughs> okay, finally. Oh, there we up. go. There we go. All right. Um, my worst hair day ever involved a monkey. Um, onion? CNN. No, Jesse. No, I don't believe it. <laughs> Josh. Denied exit. Child uses lunchbox as toilet. That could happen. Um, that's going to be CNN.com. You're correct. Oh, I'm on track. I'm on track now. Maya, 30 years of a, of man's life disappear in mysterious Kansas rectangle. What? (laughs) CNN. The onion. (laughs) You don't know the difference between truth and fiction, Maya? I don't like this game. <laughs> Josh, Obama, comma Republicans make debt sausage. <laughs> <laughs> That's the onion. That's CNN. No, <laughs> I don't believe that. Come on, Google it. Google it. Um, all right, Maya. Hip new alternative band has one word, one syllable name. Onion. It's got to be. The that onion. is the yeah. onion. Got to be the onion. Tied it up. All right, Josh. Are we keeping score still? Apparently, Maya says tied. I just tied Josh. (laughs) I'm playing Angry Birds. (laughs) All right, all right, Josh. Um, Aspen police continue to skirt search for missing ski. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's CNN.com, but that was a mistake. They meant to say skier. No, that's the onion. Oh man. Um, all right. So, uh, Maya, you could, you could take it home, uh, with this one. Um, a goat walks into an Apple store. (laughs) (laughs) Crap. I'm so confused. Um, This could be for the win. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Think it through. Would a goat, would a goat, before you say it, would a goat. Yes. Oh man! <laughs> can I can I read my favorite one Please. that I think? I'll, I'll let you guys discuss what you think this is. George Lopez for mayor? Question <laughs> mark. For some reason, this is my favorite one out of all of these. That's the headline. Yes. <laughs> CNN. George Lopez for mayor? Question mark. And that was CNN. Well, that's what you guys need to decide. Would an onion write a story like that? I think it's or CNN. Or is that CNN? I'm I think so it's confused. CNN. I'm so confused. He probably said something about running for mayor and they're running it like Wait, in their entertainment Is he section. the mayor of Farmville or something? No, you're correct. It is CNN. I just, I just could picture while I was reading that what the onion story would say and it would be hilarious. <laughs> what is wrong with CNN's headline writers? I don't know. They, well, horrible. I mean, they just came over like from they, the onion. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, how, how about this one? It's like they just this put down really three funny. words that they think All of. All right, tell me if this is CNN or the onion. 
cattle versus cop battle ends in gunfire. <laughs> cattle versus cop. That's going to be CNN. It is. <laughs> All of these could be onion stories, right. though. Yeah, I, I think they just know that sensationalism sells and people, you know, you know, it's kind of yeah. like the New York Post sort of thing where they do like the crazy, you know, headlines and stuff. That's their version of it. That was fun. All right. Well, uh, stay tuned. Up next, Jeremy Cowart. You're listening to Matt Carney. The song is Ships in the Night from the upcoming album Young Love. Um, interesting that you chose that music mm-hmm. for this segue because Jeremy Cowart, the photographer, um, used to be a... Well, I was friends with him when he was doing web design in Nashville. Right. And this is like 10 years ago. Right. And uh, he and uh, a partner did web design uh, for a lot of bands and stuff in, in Nashville. And as part of that, he would he started a little bit more and more to do some photography as part of the designs that they were doing. And I remember, I'm going to get the year wrong, but I'm going to say somewhere between 03 and 06. Um, he started to want to do photography more and more. And I remember he did a photo shoot with Matt Carney hmm. that was like, wow, okay, this is really good. You know, it's like, I I just remember seeing that, like, this is more than just a designer who's dabbling in photography. This guy's really got something. And it was was a shoot with Matt Carney. He actually shot Matt Carney a lot in the early early years because they're friends and both in Nashville. So it's interesting that this, uh, that you segued this interview with uh, Matt Carney. Nice. Well, there you go. Jeremy Cowart is a, uh, now a world-renowned celebrity photographer who's shot everyone from uh, Ryan Seacrest and the Kardashians to Imogen Heap and Tim Tebow and Zach Levi and Carrie Underwood and Britney Spears. And you just list them all. They're all there. I mean, it, it's uh, an amazing list. But he's also the founder of Help Portrait, a worldwide movement of photographers using their time, equipment, and expertise to give back to those less fortunate. Um, it started on December 12, 2009, where they uh, provided free portraits for over 40,000 people in 42 countries. Uh, our very own Ryan Ham spoke to Jeremy recently. Uh, we spotlighted him in the July issue of Relevant, and here is part of that interview. For someone who's interested in getting into uh, creative pursuits, uh, what kind of advice do you, would you have for them um, as they're kind of like, especially for people who are like either just graduated from college or maybe have just started in the industry? Like, what kind of advice? looking back would you have for them well you can't say looking back because the times are completely different um you know getting into photography when i graduated and getting into photography now is, is a night and day difference um these days um the key is not taking good images the key is taking unique images because um, everybody can take a good picture now um and so the the, the trick is to, to find your voice and to, to carve out a, a niche that is different from the other stuff that's out there. Um, and that's what, that's what our directors are looking for these days is somebody who's bringing something different to the table. Uh, way too many photographers think that 
quality will get them work and it's not really quality that um that you know people are looking for it's it's um unique <laughs> As as a person of faith uh, involved in um, like a popular level culture, there's still this sort of perceived tension between like you know being a Christian to like being part of mainstream culture. Um, and right. I guess like how how have you seen that gap both shrink, and how have you personally um, kind of made that not an issue in your own like in your own career? I guess I've not made it an issue because it isn't an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I, uh, you know, I I am who I am. I believe what I believe. And, you know, nobody has had a problem with that. And, you know, I don't foresee anybody having a problem with it. You know, I work with, I work with people from all religious beliefs, from all backgrounds, from all, you know, uh, from, from, I mean, literally anything and everything you can imagine. I've worked with Playboy Playmates. I've toured with, you know, I went on the Britney Spears tour. Mm -hmm. I've, done everything you know our our job as as christians is to to be in the world not of it Mm -hmm. so i i I really believe in working with people from opposing and various backgrounds for sure i do want to talk about help portrait because it's something that um we've been big fans of and um I guess I just like wanted to hear you talk about the story. Like, how did that, um, how did that idea come up, um, and how did you kind of start it? Yeah, I just uh, just wanted to, to do something with my my gift to to give back during the holidays, and and um, you know I was really inspired by the whole Advent conspiracy movement thing. I really really love what they. Um, what they do and what they're about and so i think i think that was part of the inspiration for help portrait and just using our time and our equipment to help people in need i mean so many people in need have never seen themselves uh, in a picture and so to give that gift is really powerful i mean you know when you think of the poor you think they need food and shelter and clothing but you don't think to to show them the value of themselves to show them that they're they're special and beautiful and, and it's pretty life-changing actually to, to to see some of these people uh i mean it's life-changing for them and the photographer i think in many cases um to see what happens on on the help portrait events how you touch on this a little bit but how like what's the response been both from uh, the people who've received photographs maybe for the first time in their life and the people shooting them. There's just amazing stories. I mean, from a girl who was tortured when she was a, 11 years old by her father. Her mm-hmm. father would dump acid on her face and she always dreamed of having a professional picture with enough hair and makeup to cover her scars. And mm-hmm. we were able to do that in Nashville. Um, give her her first picture at the age of 30-something. You know, it, to, to, for her to see herself without scars was a pretty powerful emotional experience that was Jeremy Coward check him out at jeremycoward.com or helpportrait.com
You're listening to Bjork. The song is Crystalline. It's from her uh, from the upcoming iPad-inspired multimedia LP called Biophilia. Hey, Ophelia. If your name is Bjork and you wear like swan outfits, you can do whatever you want. Should she have stopped making music a long time ago? No. no. She keeps pushing the envelope. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah, at least she keeps at least she keeps it fresh. But like the office, she's getting weird. <laughs> Uh, okay it's time for your feedback last week we asked you to help us come up with the next big movie Uh, we had you pull two words from your virtual hat and make a title pick two random actors give us your best tagline and tell us what your movie is about you went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and posted your replies there here's a few of our favorites Uh, Philip Weeb suggested a movie called I think it's Weeby I think it's Weeby I think he's called him. <laughs> he, he actually put, put in, in as in Weeb. Oh, oh, I think I always called him Weeby. Yeah. Sorry. We well, let's just call him. Weeby. Sorry, Weeb. Yeah, <laughs> nicer. Sup, so, 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 <laughs> sorry, Weeby. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so Mr. Weeby uh, suggested a film called Blood Robot, and it would star Tobey Maguire and Alan Arkin. The tagline: This time it's personal, but. As you read it, the P turns into a CYB, so it becomes, this time it's Cybersonal. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Kiki Pounds. Uh, Kiki. Kiki Pounds, who I follow on Twitter. I used to ban her on Twitter. Did she say something about the magic? She said something, I think, about the Gators. Oh, She's a big Alabama Gators. fan. Okay. I banned her. That was enough to get to get blocked on Twitter. All you have to do is say something negative or about the Gators no, no, or positive no, about Alabama. No, you have to put at Cameron Strang, colon, <laughs> yeah. and I'm talking smack to you. And I'm like, excuse me, I didn't ask you. Block. I don't need people to force their negativity on me. Say what you want. Just don't put at Cameron Strang on it. Anyway. Right. She, asked to, she asked for you to unblock her. She did. She actually reached out through back channels and asked me to unblock her. And I back did. Back channels. <laughs> I did. Uh, her idea was uh, the kimchi conversion starring Margaret Cho, Margaret Cho and Chris Tucker. Hmm. Tagline, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> uh, Kim Mi Young, Margaret, Margaret Cho, is still single and living with her parents in Seoul, Korea. Her family is very traditional and keeps persisting. She gets married and finds a husband quickly. Her family owns a little restaurant. One day, an old wise Korean farmer comes to the store and offers Mi Young, Margaret Cho, some magic kimchi uh, to whoever is the first to eat it and looks upon her will fall in love instantly. And after 48 hours, she will be in love with him as well. One day, an unsuspecting tourist named Jerome Watkins, Chris Tucker, shows up for lunch and eats the magic kimchi. So there you go. I, and Chris Tucker will get paid three hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he only does the only that price are, he'll accept that are overseas in Asian countries. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> I have. I got. I'm going to be reading the description uh, on the fly here. Um, Michael Zoliner, almost Zoolander, uh, <laughs> suggested <laughs> zombies versus silverbacks Ooh. as the film. Uh, starring uh, Robert Pattinson and Danny Glover, <laughs> who is getting way too old for this. You know what? Um, tagline, keep your ape friends close, keep your ape enemies closer. Mm, nice. uh, and to make things work, this is also has, is a body switch plot line. <laughs> when Robert Pattinson and Glover's personality are switched, like Freaky Friday. And listen to this. When they inadvertently run into electrified fence. Ooh. 
Were they peeing so, on again, it? So again, it involves electricity. <laughs> they, on it? <laughs> they they eventually overcome their racial and age prejudices <laughs> when a zombie outbreak corners them in the jungles of Africa, where gorillas happen to be immune to the zombie germ. Based on a book by Anne Rice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Nate G said, uh, "The cry of the koalas." Tagline: Marsupial friends never sounded like such a misnomer. Starring Macaulay Culkin, Most Deaf, and Calista Flockhart. <laughs> Calista, where's she been? <laughs> Joe I'm... Pesci and Daniel Stern make brief cameos as pizza vendors. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's about time someone reunite, reunited them on the big screen. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> T-Money 9000, Stablemate and Tortoise Shell. Starring Sinbad, Kurt Russell, and Meg Ryan. <laughs> I just love that. What could that possibly be about? That they would cast him back or Russell and Meg Ryan. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for your feedback. Um, uh, head over to last week's podcast episode page if you want to read them uh, and, and add your own. Okay. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. So earlier in today's podcast, uh, you, we brought you the, the compelling story of road rage happened here in our same metro area. And uh, it got us thinking about this Honda Fit driver, you know, uh, we didn't see that coming, you know, and, and really, I think that's a, uh, something that um, we want to avoid in the future. So we think it's a good idea. Uh, it's good for the public good. It's good for education. It's good pr- for preventative measures to stereotype drivers of cars. When, when I, I mean, we see a lot of cars on the road. I personally want to know who's, per- who's, who's in there. Who's in there? Yeah, well, right. Well, like, for, for example, like, if you, if you see a guy driving a Jeep Wrangler, there's a good chance he has a couple Nalgen water bottles in there. That's true. And, and his keychain definitely contains a carabiner. <laughs> right. And he's probably never been rock climbing, <laughs> or like a Ford, or, or a Ford Mustang. He's definitely got those old school like bug eye kind of Oakleys, right? <laughs> or or she has a tramp stamp. Yeah, Aww. that's right. <laughs> yeah. Or or he does. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, or he has a barbed wire. He tattoo. has a barbed wire tattoo, yeah. or she has it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we thought it would be good for the common good, so yeah. we can kind of avoid these situations in the future. Like now we know if you see a Honda Fit behind you, yeah. pull over, yeah. let, let it go, just let it go. So we thought we should create some sort of database of. Cars versus personalities. The public service we do here, it's, I mean, it's great. It's unparalleled. If if Hollywood started listening to this podcast with mm-hmm. all the movie ideas mm-hmm. we bandy about, right. I mean, we're we are the cheat sheet for the next generation of filmmakers. You're right, you're right. And, uh, and and now we are trying to solve the public, you know, public issues like road rage. Oh, if the government, I mean, if the government listened, if Hollywood listened, I mean, this is a this yeah, is a when's Obama going to get a clue? This is going to change. We, the world. you know, we did. Uh, Every once in a while, we realize that actual people listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. And a few weeks ago, we were talking about our Tumblr blogs, Chad. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I got a letter, a physical letter this week uh, from one of our listeners who works at Tumblr and Nuh-uh. sent sent a package of Tumblr stickers. Really? To us. Yeah. I said, that. like, thanks for promoting our what we do. That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. What kind of car would you see a Tumblr sticker on? <laughs> Honda Fit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, probably a Honda Fit. Um, so anyway, we thought what we want you to do is go over to the podcast episode page. And this week's question is, what personality uh, goes with what car? So there's three ways you can tell us the personality. It could either be what CD is in the CD player, what sticker would be on the back mm-hmm, bumper, mm-hmm. or... Or what uh, what characteristics of the driver 
you know, I don't know if that's like. Or, or how about, how about one one item that's definitely in that car? Okay, okay. Yeah. Like if it's a if it's a uh, like a bug, like a Volkswagen Beetle, there is a Twilight book somewhere in that car. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in the glove box, <laughs> maybe under the seat, but it's in there. Okay, but this is what's interesting. It's not just the car itself. It's how old or new the car is. So, like the Beetle driver from the last five years is different than the the guy that or the girl that drives the 1982 Beetle. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there was an 82 Beetle. No? I think they discontinued it in the 70s and then brought it back in the 90s. Really? Yeah, Yeah. you may need to put a year on. on If someone is driving a 1982 Beetle, that's going to be worth a lot. It really would be. (laughs) Because it's special edition. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. So, one of three things. You can say the CD in the CD player, the sticker on the back of the car, or one item that would be in the car. Yeah. That That would help us then be able to create a composite here of basically is this somebody who's going to mess with you in a road rage incident or not like a, like a DeLorean there's a hoverboard in there <laughs> in the trunk a makeshift hoverboard of course that's right that's right of is, course there, there is there a trunk there's a big time, <laughs> no no I think the trunk is there. actually under the hood I think I, I really think it's like the a engine Porsche. is in the back and the trunk is in the front on a DeLorean Hey-o. trunk is in the front trunk so if you front. have a hoverboard in the front of your car does that like does that make I don't know. I mean, wouldn't you think that'd float away if you open oh, the, the hood? I think you would turn it off. Oh, you can turn it off. There's not an off switch. Yeah. It's I like, would assume. It's like those remote control cars where you just have the little button on the on the bottom. Yeah, like an RC car, sort of, yeah. I assume. So yeah. in the future, <laughs> it, it's not smart like you know, like an iPad. You just kind of open the cover. It, it turns on. Mm-hmm. No, no. In the future, when they yeah. make hoverboards, it's a 1980s on-off switch on the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah. like right. an R- it's a black. Control. It's got the, the ridges. Oh, uh, the ridges on the... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you can so figure get some grip. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to slip when you're trying yeah. to turn it off. So no fingerprint scanning, no biometrics of it. just knows when the human is on it. No, turn we're talking on. about 2012, yeah. okay. Cameron. Okay. This yeah. is not like 50 years ago. Yeah, away. I mean, this <laughs> is any day now. Come on. This I mean, is going to happen. All right. Christmas. Okay, so go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and post your replies there. We will read our favorites next week or if you want to be on the podcast possibly tell us your skype name and we might call you i'd like to say i hate bumper stickers you do I, they adri- they drive me crazy you don't uh, well it's i like, don't appreciate people well, it's like somebody goes, broke watch for finger you don't like that no. but it's like okay you, like, d- you didn't come up with that this other somebody else wrote that but what about when they're hilarious <laughs> and you're like you know I've what that guy's totally right that lately. guy's totally right well, you know, it's kind of like a greeting card, though. Somebody else writes it, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, here, I'm going to put my name on that. I agree. Mm-hmm. Do you write your own greeting cards? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you, if you, if you buy somebody else's greeting card, you got to be okay with bumper stickers. Can you buy, like, mm-hmm. a, a, like, a marker board, and you just change it? Dry erase board or something? Yeah, dry erase board. I mean, that'd be a lame thing to do, but... You, you just you could do it just to communicate hey I write my own or you get Sometimes. like you know when you go to Costco or Sam's in the business section where they have all this they have those like little LCD strips where you can like program in like messages yeah. for your business yeah. window yeah. put that in your back window right. I've thought about that like at times yeah. when people are mad like oh I wish I could just write a whole lot of signs if that, that says, Lexus driver had one of those in off, his back jerk. window he could have prevented getting shot or shooting someone he could have said I have a loaded gun in here <laughs> <laughs> If you could do voice recognition with the LED yeah. sign, yeah. I mean, that revolutionizes the bumper Well, sign. except for the fact that if you're in a road rage incident, there's usually expletives flying. So you don't want the voice recognition yeah. necessarily. No, no, have like a it kid. Like, hooked yeah. up to your mouth and it types out everything no, you say. It's like Twitter for the road. <laughs> it's right. Twitter for the road. Wouldn't that cause more distractions and, and accidents? Probably. 
I'd, I'd pay more attention to the cars around me it's if true. everybody, if I could see what everybody's tweeting about. You're like, this. man, that person's having a bad day. Oh, yeah. that guy's hilarious. Let's yeah. follow him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like you change lanes. You literally physically you start following, yeah. and the only way to see the message is just driving behind them all. Yeah. Day. <laughs> bumper to bumper at 11 a.m. People are just slowing down, wanting to read what they've got. People would love traffic jams as long as you're behind somebody interesting. As long as you're following somebody good. Right. Let's, and if you block them, you're just really cutting them off. So essentially, we have created a real life Twitter, right? Yeah. I mean, you follow yeah. people, you can block people, <laughs> you can delete people. See if inventors, <laughs> if inventors would listen to this podcast. Oh, every aspect of stuff. society. Well. That'll do it for this week's edition. Many thanks to DeLorean for talking to us. You can check out their new album, The Unfazed, at DeLoreanMusic.com. You can also read more about the band in the July issue, the current issue of Relevant. Uh, thanks also to Jeremy Cowart. If you want to find out more about his photography, check out JeremyCowart.com or HelpPortrait.com. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Josh Luan Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. That's Chad Michael Snavely. See you next week. Have a good Shark Week, everyone. <laughs> it's Shark Week starting on Sunday. Right. Thank you. Now we know. Thank you. It's going to be awesome. I'm surprised so. your slice didn't yeah. have something to do with Shark Week. I should have. You know, I started following them on Twitter. <laughs> I, I noticed. trying to get them Sharks? to retweet, but everything I retweeted was sarc- everything I tweeted about them was, was sarcastic. Say, I noticed so. that you were retweeting a lot of Shark Week this week. And I also made the mistake of following Franklin and Bash just because I thought it would be funny. And I got a lot of spammy Mark Paul Gosler tweets, so I'm going to unfollow them. And probably symbolically block them. <laughs> so just word of God, don't follow Franklin and Bash cause, just because you think it'd be funny. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. Dang it, my indoor soccer match is about to start. Get out of the way!